Andy Stinton would be our small businessman. Hello. Haven't seen you in a while. I haven't seen you in a while. And you'll be glad to know that I'm wearing my life jacket tonight. And you too, aren't. Good boy. Well, there's, a new, uh, there's a new organization called LJWAT, which is Life Jacket Wearers Against the Tories. It's big. <laughs> I've been asked to join them, and I think I will. Great. I'll put rocks in yours, and you'll sink. Uh, and Michael Diamond, who has uh, cooled up his name to Upstream. Yeah. We're not calling it upstream strategy. Yo, upstream. I'm just going to go by Michael. I'll say Michael, you know, the Michael. artist formerly known as Michael Diamond. You know, Andy talks about life jackets, but for Justin Trudeau, he has a lot more familiarity with parachutes right now because <laughs> that's what 18 of his members of parliament have pulled oh. on their way to escape defeat under his leadership. Yeah, All but right. the thing is, if they had life jackets, they'd be able to save themselves, which they do. Can I start? Oh, did you, oh, it you is want, your show. Yeah, it is your show. I just thought maybe we'd go into topics <laughs> unless you guys want to just continue just, here. Well, we actually went. Into topic yes. Uh, well, we'll get to that topic, but uh, let's talk about the topic that I was just chatting about, and that is, uh, of course, news that Jihadi Jack uh, coming home from your uh, home turf because the yeah. UKs have decided, yeah, we don't want him. And it, you know, I was just talking to David Harris, who's a, a, an expert in in national security. Um, you know, and I was asking, you know, how come Jihadi Jack has to even be considered? I mean, it's not enough that his father was once here in Canada. This guy's never lived in Canada. Um, why should he be brought back? And, and, and kind of to sum it up quickly, um, Andy, he said, well, because Britain beat us to the punch and said, you're done. So now we're stuck with him. He's a hot potato. And the Brits, I hate to say it, outsmarted the Canadians. But there you go. I mean, nobody wants him. No, He's sitting there out there, wherever the hell he's sitting. Nobody wants him. The other thing is it's going to be tough for the, the, the government. He actually hasn't been proven to do anything wrong. He hasn't been involved in war crimes. So Okay, sorry. He hasn't been proven. Oh, okay. So he was just over giving the one finger oh, I, salute I, I, no, I believe in a caliphate to, to spread truth? I, I, no, I believe he has. But, you know, I'm not a lawyer, but I think you've got a legal precedent there where you're going to have to say, well, he is guilty that he hasn't actually done it. You can't sort of bar him for maybe being things the way I understand the law. But nobody wants it. I don't want him back. Uh, Throw him in the sea. Well, look, uh, Andrew Shear came out pretty quickly today say so he won't lift a finger to bring him back. But Justin Trudeau was asked about this several times today, and he will not answer this question because all of a sudden a Canadian is a Canadian, maybe isn't so much a Canadian anymore. Look, what I'm expecting from Justin Trudeau, if God forbid he's reelected, is not only will he lift many fingers to bring him back, how much money is he going to write a check for this guy? Well, they're going to take, the take Mark there. Norman's back. Well, well, you know, another $10 million to a terrorist? No, Canadian citizenship is a privilege and... Uh, unfortunately, the uh, United Kingdom beat us to the punch here. But this uh, is a loophole. No, look, the, the Brits, I mean, the, the let's should appeal the British government. But as, as far as I'm concerned, if you've never lived in this country and, and your father or whomever you're getting the citizenship is not living in this country, you have no business coming it's back here. It's a pretty here. big That's stretch. Ridiculous. And unlike Americans who have citizenship, there's at least an obligation to maintain sure. your American citizenship of taxes and filing income tax. So you have to do nothing to maintain a Canadian citizenship in a situation like that. You'd think think maybe not being a terrorist loving uh, freedom hater would be one of those things you have to avoid to maintain your Canadian yeah, but, citizenship. But if you read, uh, does he have a Canadian passport? I mean, that's the other thing. But Who I know knows? he's got a wife and a child over there. Do they come back too? Are they part of this deal? But here's what it says right in your passport. It says, hey, buddy, you break the laws of the country you're in. Don't expect... The British government, the American government, the Canadian government to come and help you. That's not what this government said. Yeah, but we have no obligation to help. You know what? There's a resort in Cuba I'd highly recommend. It's not the best rated, but it's called Guantanamo Bay. And that was the perfect place for Mm -hmm. people. 
people mm. like that. They've got yeah. good showers. So. Yeah, it's oh, wait, it's yeah. it's great. It's a little fenced in, though, I think. A little isolated, and the food's not that good. Well, it's, it's Cuba. <laughs> get some good, quiet reading in. Woo! Uh, we learned Friday uh, that Jody Wilson-Raybould had discussions with the RCMP in the spring. Uh, and now the ethics report has detailed even more disturbing things that they could be investigating now. Andrew Shear has formally written the RCMP, formally requesting that they do an investigation. And, of course, the liberals swing back saying, well... Now you're politically interfering, but uh, I'll ask you this, uh, Michael, if the RCMP are investigating, given how close we are to an election and they don't generally make these things public, should we know? They should maintain the proper protocol. So, look, uh, if you look back at the 2006 election when it was uh, became known the RCMP were investigating uh, Scott Bryson and his ministry, uh, that probably impacted the results of the election. In in Canada, a police investigation should never, ever, ever interfere in the results of an election or the way people vote. So let's do this properly. Uh, Voters know what's going on, but we don't need to, uh, we don't, we don't need to overly politicize the police force in our politics. That becomes very dangerous. Well, I agree with you on that. Having said that, Andy, I mean, for months and months, people have been wondering if, in fact, this is being looked into. Uh, and now, finally, the RCMP say it's not that they're not looking into it, but we finally find confirmation on Friday that Jody Wilson-Raybould had had discussions on this. And so I think there's a lot of confusion within the Canadian public. I, I think this is being dealt with entirely wrong. It's obviously Naturally. a poli- Let me guess, it's not a story? It, no, this. Oh. Th- yeah, oh. but we're not investigating the story oh. because here's we? what it is: it's a political football. Corrupt politicians. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We know it's batted forward back here. You've got Ray Ball going. Oh, I didn't talk to the RCMP. Then she's saying she did. What worries me more no, no. than anything? Let's be specific. She said she hadn't spoken to them after the ethics report. She had spoken to them in the spring, and that's an important. Let's, let's get back to what we're not covering. Here's what upsets me more than anything else, and I don't see anything in the media which should be much more important. We have civil servants, mm. the people who are supposed to be looking after our rights, following the procedures, advising the governments as to which procedures they follow, and they were as implicit in this, or allegedly implicitly in this, mm-hmm. as the politicians. That's what concerns me more than anything else. Politicians come and go, and they will do whatever they want to mm. Get whatever they want. I think it's disgusting. Well, yeah, it's nice I to hear will, you talking like that, finally. But, uh, finally. I'll, agree this, finally. I'll, I'll agree this is disgusting. I will disagree that this is politics as usual. Uh, there might be a perception that politicians are corrupt. This is well beyond what I think people even perceive to be the issue with politics. This is this is banana republic uh, nonsense what's going on here, where you have a, the interference of the prime minister's office in the criminal prosecution. That is that is next-level corruption but, and cronyism. But, and, no, no, but, but Andy, she didn't even that Jody was right. She didn't even know this was going on because they were doing it behind her backs. That's like... I agree, but here's here's what it is. Is... I, so, so because of you guys, oh. I go talk to more and more people who are ordinary I'm people. I'm sorry, people. It's my, it's my fault I'm that sorry. you're actually talking yeah. to people. I, I know I'm spreading my charm and goodwill <laughs> over the female population oh, in God. Ontario. Sorry, ladies. Um, that's your fault. They'll mm. blame you. Um, when you talk to people... They they don't really care, and it's this sad, sad. And you're dating thing. the wrong ladies. Okay, it's not just ladies, men as well. But I, you know, I didn't know. No, and they have handbags, expensive <laughs> handbags. <laughs> um, no, it's it's the fact that people. It's a little convoluted. Mm-hmm. 
and people have heard enough of it. And I think they're a little bit more worried about how they're going to pay their their uh, mortgage and mm-hmm. for the Tesla car. Oh, yes, there you go. Well, the prime minister is going to pay for the Tesla car, but I, I think that you people can be concerned about multiple things. And I think they have been hearing about this for a while. But what we found out on Friday was a lot more credible than what we had heard before. It was a game of he said, right. she said. On Friday, we had proof that the prime minister of Canada is a liar. People at home, the prime minister lied to you. And that is unacceptable. He's so dreamy. Yeah, but it's, it's gonna. But the thing is, we're so numb to this, and I say this every week. Well, you, you guys, are. I'm not. I, I'm numb to it. I didn't. When we sat here months ago, and I said, "Let let it go through the ethics committee." Mm-hmm. It went through the ethics commissioner, and I pretty well knew what was going to happen. No, it was going to be. Fa- yeah, I did. I didn't know. It was I, I didn't think there was that much. I didn't even of know it. what was coming in last I've, week. I thought <laughs> the prime shocked. minister was a man of his word, and I'm devastated. I don't think any politician is a man of you their see, word. And that's just oh, having worked to know many. I think you're wrong. Well, uh, that's my perception. Uh, did I mention I was going on vacation? You, you did, but you didn't mention it on there. You're going on vacation, right. so and you invited uh, I didn't Michael and I to come with you. Did I? Well, yeah. It would be fun. Yeah. My husband might not think so, but I, yeah. I, I can't really see him in a Speedo, though. No. <laughs> no. Why would I put that on? <laughs> that was not a thought. Yeah. Uh, nonetheless, Amy Stanton and Michael Diamond here, <laughs> and uh, we're in round two of CounterPoint, brought to you by our friends over at Pizzaville, 416-736-3636, or pizzaville.ca. Uh, Ontario Premier Doug Ford promising a new collaborative approach uh, to working with municipalities after uh, announcing that uh, he's going to be changing funding to health and some services like childcare. Uh, but he did say, you know, look, I heard your message and it'll be done over the longer time. Do we have that clip? We're 100% committed to taking an active role to support you so you can continue to do what you do best. Put the people first. For the people. All right. Uh, Andy, uh, looks like they're doing a reset on the the temperature of this. They've uh, said to the municipalities, we've heard you. We're going to do this over a longer period of time. Fair enough on the reset button? Uh, I used to produce that AMO event for about 12 years. So I've seen most of the premiers and mayors go up against that. That is one scary place for a leader of a party to go up against. And they will turn ugly because there's a question and answer period with the cabinet, and it gets ugly. So going in there, having a message that, that sort of calms them down and puts some oil on the waters is a good idea. That's the reason I believed it. As for the oil, uh, he had no choice. He's not going to go in there and say it's going to stay the same. He's sitting in front of them, and all of them at the same time. The other thing is this doesn't do anything for the Ontario people because we're still going to be paying, but the money is going to be coming from the municipality for the, the health care and the ambulances. This is no deal. He's just it's transferred costs. Deal. He's just transferred costs. Whoopee. But, 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 What's his name? David Copperfield? Because I can make things disappear if I put him no, over No, but there. he did push the municipalities to start saving money, and and most of those municipalities actually did uh, find ab- savings. Uh, well, they did. Absolutely, and they needed that kick from 100%. the province to do so, because if they were going to continue to get the same amount of money from the province, why would they take a role in protecting taxpayers? So Doug Ford was very clear when he was elected. Every provincial department every provincial ministry, agency, we're going to have to find efficiencies. And he expected the municipal partners to do the same. So there's a few things. One, when Doug Ford goes to an event like AMO, I think it's important to remember that his passion and his first political office was municipal politics, and it's something he cares great 
completely about. So these are people who he would look at as friends and colleagues. So I think uh, what we saw today was actually an announcement of change, but it was done in a very organized and uh, reasonable manner that municipalities won't be able to say, oh, we didn't hear the last election. We're shocked that Doug Ford wants us to figure out ways to save money. So I think, you know, this was a good kickoff to a conversation that's going to be very constructive. And at the end of the day, what it's going to do is save all of us money. I mean, it wasn't I- a kickoff, though. He'd already gone, he's already gone back on what he started at. He said it was a 50-50 split. So, well, he never said usual, that. No, he-, he... When he originally came out, he's now back down and changed the game because it was a 50-50 split. Now, is it, what, a 70-30 or an 80-20 split? It's going to vary uh, yeah. segment to segment. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not going to celebrate this guy because he made a mistake up front. He walk on water I, and you'd complain he wasn't swimming. No, I, I, I believe that we need to save money, but why can't he get something right the first okay, but time right, instead but, but of But Andy, go- had he gone in there and said, okay, everybody, I'm going to do everything for you, but on the flip side, can you, like, save... No one would have listened. They wouldn't have done it. I mean, to this day, the Toronto mayor is still co- complaining that there's not enough money. Well, you had a chance to save money with Bill C66 and you pandered to the public sector unions. I mean, don't tell me there are no savings uh, like for the city of Toronto when clearly there are and they chose not to go that way. You you notice who's not a member of the AMO, don't you? Is Toronto is not a member of the AMO because they deked out of being with everybody else and thought they could do a better uh, well, and they dig also on their own. The loudest. But let's look the municipalities and how unreasonable this conversation had been deserve some of the blame when you have someone like Joe Cressy going around saying people are going to die. Mm-hmm. Like you can't have a reasonable <laughs> conversation with these people. Right. All right. Let's uh, talk a little bit about these two dead BC teens, um, apparently learning through family members that they did, in fact, leave a video uh, as their last will and testament. And uh, the families of these teens say they were shown a short snippet by the police. Um, But the RCMP have not confirmed any of this or not talking. And I think the question comes, Andy, do we, the Canadian public, given that there's absolutely no reason why they should not release the information, should we uh, not know the why, the who, the what or anything? thing of this no they're scum they're, they're simple scum i don't like talking about them I so you don't want to know them. the motive you just would rather i don't live care in dark? it's not going to bring those people back as far as i'm concerned is that they should be hit over the head with some he- heavy farm equipment and then buried out at sea with no name I, there is no place in our society for people like this and i don't want to hear their stupid last will and twet testimony because they gave up all rights when they murdered three people yeah, even a stopped Andy is right twice a day, and uh, I agree with him <laughs> completely on that. I think it would be irresponsible to even uh, oh, for media to cover Come this. On. We don't want give to me give a these break. people an inch of daylight on that they are scum, as Andy says. And for all those other bad people out there who might be copycats, we don't want to glorify them. So we should just let everyone come up with their own conspiracy theory and let that happen? What do we care? Okay, why do I care? They did a heinous, Let's forget their names. Because we spent millions of dollars in research and, 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 uh, sorry, of money of uh, investigating. we thought they were alive to arrest them and take them to justice. But you don't want to know why? Nope. No. What, why? Because it's we it's know why lunatic. because they were bad people and they're lunatics. <laughs> bad okay? people who did bad. So things. what do you want to do? So you can hear this and go. Oh, I didn't say that here. I'm just saying they can easily give a transcript of here, or they oh, can say here's the transcript. Let's forget their names. Lose Let's their forget number. The name. Okay. Yeah. Let, well, see, just, this is the problem. But this is the problem. You saw it with this, the Danforth shooter, all these big investigations. We just we're not going to talk about it. Okay, well, I let's just live our lives with our you, heads up our butts. You just changed the, the game. You said they left a last will and video, last will and testimony on a phone. I said I don't want to see it. You don't have to see it. 
I don't want to hear about it. I don't care. What rights do they have to say? What rights? They... I want to know what their motive was. Why? Why you would you snuff their come on there and say oh, we did well, we this? There's no good reason. We don't know because we haven't been told. Because what difference does it make? Those people are dead, sadly. All right. Yeah, I, I wish they weren't because they should be locked up. Liberals come to town today, announce uh, funding for autism. It's not new money. They said that they'd make $3 million available, uh, you know, in 2018. And uh, this would be to support families of autistic uh, kids. Uh, You know, this is a very volatile, very emotional issue in Ontario. So there's no question of why they did this here. Uh, But I'm curious to know what's taken them so long, Andy, to make such an announcement. Why did they only do it a few weeks uh, before an election? But curiously, as they're attacking the Ford government over this issue, they themselves cut funding to autism research back in uh, 2017. They cut $3.8 million a year in research. So do you look at this as a bit disingenuous? Uh, To me, it's offensive to be campaigning on these people. Uh, It's to me, and I'm going to state this right at the beginning of the election cycle so that we all understand Andy in the weeks to come this is (laughs) this is just a game it's a communications game everybody will battle it out to get the upper hand and it's a game this is this is he's running against Ford for whatever reason I don't know and autism is a hot topic but the The, people in his government the good good side of it is is that autistic people will get some more money? So how do you figure? Well, he's going to. He's he said that he's going to give more money. No, he didn't. He reannounced money that they had already committed from a year ago. There's okay, no well, new still money, get it. and they cut money. So to me, I'm like, you're, first of all, you're lying, but now you're using these people's. Po- pawns. Yeah, this is political pandering based on an issue that they think they can get a, a wedge in, and uh, you know he he's so pathetic he can't run his on his own record. Uh, he has scandal and uh, corruption in his own government, so they're trying to see, oh, what have conservative governments in Canada and the provinces had a bit of controversy on autism? Let's talk about that. They could have walked in a year ago and said, no, but Andy, if they were genuine about this, they could have easily, when this was all blowing up, they could have said, you know what, we'll step in now because this is something. Or, I don't know, I look at the the circle making the policy, these are the very same people that were in the McGuinty government that didn't give two hoots about autism. They did nothing. Here's the problem, Mm -hmm. and no offense to somebody sitting right opposite me, but the issue is, this has just became a massive great big communications game mm. where I say this oh I'll do this maybe the public will get this maybe may, but where are we where are we going to go with governing the country and the politicians are allowed to speak for themselves they're not they have mouthpieces all over and they're, they're puppets on a string now so right. this is the latest move. There'll be another move next week. Of course there will be. Well, there was last week with the legal aid. It, it's always campaigning against. Everyone. And it's always the liberals catching up for their own incompetence before, like it was with legal aid. Yeah. And we're talking about someone who got elected on Buck Beer, so it works. Well, he didn't get elected on uh, Buck Beer. No, was, no, they, he didn't get elected on Buck Beer. How do you even compare Kathleen a, Wingo promise, voted out. a promise I mean, to political pandering? Like, how do you even, how do you even compare these Because people things? only hear so much. People have lives, believe it a lot, Michael, and they don't spend their time reading the newspaper like you two do and being involved oh, in so the political... Oh, so what you're saying is Buck Beer was it a, a policy a Buc- that appealed to many people in the electorate? Yes, yes it did. And what's wrong with that? No, but it was a handy catch line like money for autism. It's all the same thing. Mm, I'm not sure I put those at all in the same category. Promises made, promises kept. On that note, thank you very much. Uh, Andy Stinton and Michael Diamond, I appreciate it. I think. I've got I've got a used uh, life jacket for sale if anybody wants to phone it. Well, you got to okay, but you're talking he about the used joke, ladies and gentlemen. 